Hello, my name's Samuel Keith Harris. I just wanted to mention that my books are out now on Amazon. So if you search Samuel Keith Harris, you'll find my first three books there. Thanks for watching. Hello, my name's Samuel Keith Harris, and welcome back to another episode of Morning Devotionals. Let's start our day with Jesus. Father, I thank you that we can come into your presence and worship you. Lord, we lift your holy name up. God, we honor you. Lord, teach us, instruct us, lead us, and guide us so that we can be changed by your word, God, and bear fruits that bring glory to your holy name. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, and everybody said, Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm chapter 27. Psalm chapter 27, and we will be taking our text from there today. Psalm chapter 27, and we will begin at verse 1. The scripture says in Psalm 27, verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Let's say that together. The Lord is my light and he is my salvation. If it weren't for the Lord, everything else is dark. The scripture says light shines in the darkness for the godly. God is our light. You know that the the scripture says that heaven doesn't have any lights for the lamb of God is the one that lights the city. And so we have this light within us. You know, we used to sing a song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. No, this is the light. This isn't a little light. This is the power of God. This is the light of God who is Jesus Christ. The Lord is my light and is my salvation. He doesn't just give salvation. He is the salvation. He is the freedom. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? You know, the scripture says he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. The scripture says, let us be content with what we have. What can mere man do to us? So we have a confidence because we have our God, because he's our light, because he's our salvation. There's nothing that we have to be afraid of because nobody can pluck us out of his hand. The scripture says that if we, we've come to know God, we've been born again of the spirit. It says that Jesus holds us in his hand and the evil one cannot touch us. So we have this confidence. The Lord is our light and our salvation. So why should we be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? So just like we were saying, the Lord protects us. He holds us. It says he's my fortress and he protects me from danger. So why should I tremble? And we should not tremble because we don't trust in man anyway. Man might turn against us, but our God is for us. The scripture says if God is for us, then who can be against us so our confidence is in our god not in our circumstances not in how this life's treating us not in how other people are treating us the lord is our fortress he's our place of refuge refuge he's our light he's our salvation so whom should we fear even if the situation might seem fearful we need not fear anyone because we have our god amen i hope that got some in it in you now let's go on to verse two when evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Hallelujah. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. And we've got to resolve that. Though people come around me, those circumstances might not be favorable to me. No matter what happens, no matter who comes against me, 
One, they're going to stumble and fall, but also, though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart's not going to be afraid. Other people might be fainting from fear. My heart is not going to be afraid. Why? Because David has the confidence, I know my God and I can trust in my God. And so that's the only thing that should bring us confidence. The scripture says, cursed is the man that trusts in the arm of the flesh. The person that trusts in in humans, that makes humans their strength. You look to other humans to bring you help rather than God, right? But blessed is the one that trusts in God for help. So it says, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. So even amidst attack, I'm going to remain confident in my God because I know my God cares for me. I know my God loves me. I know my God is my light and I know my God is my salvation. I know my God is my fortress and I know he protects me from danger. And why should I tremble? All right. That's the resolve that David had. And I pray that we would have it in our spiritual battles in life. So let's go on to uh, verse 4. I absolutely love this verse. It's, it's one of the themes of my life. I pray that it would become one of the themes of your life. Psalm 27, 4. The scripture says, The one thing I ask of the Lord. So at, first off, I love the fact that there's just this one pursuit that David says he has. The one thing I ask of the Lord. The thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. So David's devoted himself to this one pursuit in life. It's the thing that he seeks most. Though you have other jobs that you have to do. Uh, Obviously, we have to pay our bills. Obviously, um, we have responsibilities in life. But I've resolved that this is what I want my life to be, a constant retreat of. The one thing I ask of the Lord, it's the thing that I do seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Why? Why do you want to live in the house of the Lord? Why do you want to come to the temple of the Lord? Why do you want to worship the Lord? To delight in the Lord's perfections. He's seen the beauty of Jesus Christ. He's seen the beauty of his God, who, who in, a, in another chapter, he says the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. He knows that God. He says they're, more, they're to be desired more than gold, even finest of gold, honey, even, even the honey of the comb. Uh, see Psalm chapter 19. So he's seen the beauty of God's laws. His heart is stirred towards God. And he's saying, I want to delight in the Lord's perfections. And I want to meditate in the temple of God. I want to think and ponder on the awesome deeds of God, which is a common theme throughout the, the Psalms where David is saying, let's remember the works of our God from, from ancient days and let's praise him for them. And so he wants to meditate in the temple of God upon our God. And I pray that we would join that pursuit and that we would worship Jesus, meditate upon Jesus, and be transformed by the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Now, verse 5, the scripture says, For, for he will conceal me there when, trouble, when troubles come. So when troubles come, and this has been my pursuit, God is actually going to protect me there. It says he will hide me. In his sanctuary, he will place me out of reach on a high rock. And you know something? The people who really do go spend time with God, and and they're tucked away in the secret place with God, and they come out oozing with the presence of God because they've been in prayer to God, right? Are people that you can't touch them. You can't change their mood. You can't affect their... You cannot touch them. You cannot influence them. 
they're built on a solid rock. They're the type of people that come out of the presence of God and move everybody else and see other people transform because they refuse to let their attitude shift based on what you do to them. They refuse to, to, to see the things going on in the world and be in fear. No, they come out oozing with the presence of Christ because the scripture says that he will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy. So we come to the temple of the Lord. We come to the sanctuary of the Lord. We offer sacrifices in the sanctuary with shouts of joy. We're joyful about our God. We're not depressed about our God. Our God is our light. He is our salvation. He's the one we put our trust in. He's our refuge. He's our fortress. Shouldn't that bring us joy that our God is for us? Right? We shouldn't be sad when we have the God that we have, Jesus, who delivers us from our sin, who delivers us from our bondage, who, who defeats all our enemies before us. I'll tell you what is sad if you don't actually have a living reality of Jesus in your life. If you haven't actually been born again of the Spirit of God and transformed by the Spirit. Of course, this would all sound foreign to you. It would just sound like we're saying old stories. Oh, God's going to defeat your enemies. Woohoo, I don't even know what that means. That's not what this is. This is a present reality. There are situations that go on in our lives. There are people who abuse you, people who mistreat you, people who slander you, people all around, okay? People who lie about you, all that. But the godly person amidst all of those insults is not moved. Why? Because they're built on the rock of Jesus Christ. They know God is their defender. He says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and I will repay. This is a present reality of Jesus. And if that's not your experience, no wonder you don't like to come to the scriptures. But I'm telling you, God will change your life. He'll, he'll, he'll save you. You can be born again of the Spirit and transformed by the power of God if you'll believe in Jesus, repent of your sins, and ask God to change you. Praise the Lord. This is a living reality. It's not a dead book. It's a living book. It's the living Word of God. It says, At his sanctuary I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Verse 7. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. So there's a cry there. Hear me, Lord, as I pray. And we can say that. God, hear me as I pray. I want you to hear my prayers. Be merciful. And it's by his mercy that he answers us. It's by his loving kindness that Jesus answers our prayers. It says, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Now let's stop on that verse for a moment. Another translation would say, my heart has heard you say, seek my face. And I say, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. So when, the, when God calls you to come away to be with him, when he says, seek me, put aside distractions, put aside other entertainments, put aside what you're spending your time on and pursue me. Our immediate response should be like David's immediate response. Your face, O Lord, I shall seek. You're calling me to come to you? You have more of yourself to give to me, Lord? All right. Your face I shall seek. I pray that that would be our one pursuit today. Now, verse 9. It says, Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. We don't want God to turn his back on us, do we? No. We don't want the Lord to reject us in anger, do we? 
Absolutely not. Because he says, David, David says, you have always been my helper, Lord. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. He's the God of our salvation. If you're trapped in any bondage right now, I encourage you, cry out right now. Pause this video, turn this video off and say, God, I need your help. I'm trapped in the bondage of sin and I can't get out. I'm tired of falling prey to this addiction. Lord, will you help me? I'm tired of acting this way. Lord, will you help me? I repent of it. I know it's sin. I know I'm guilty before you, but God, will you help me? I don't want to live like this anymore. He's your helper. He doesn't want to abandon you. He wants to help you. And may he hear your cry. It says, he's the God of our salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. So even if you have earthly parents or earthly family or friends or whatever, and people desert you, the Lord will hold you close. And your confidence comes from that. You have to have a true living reality that Jesus is here. Jesus sees you. Jesus loves you. Jesus cares for you. So live for him. Live for him and enjoy that fellowship that he will give you in the Holy Spirit. Verse 11. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Now let's say that together. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me. So because he knows his enemies are waiting for him, he has one, he has one resolve here. Teach me how to live, Lord. Lead me along the right path because I could go down many other paths and my enemies are going to get me. I know that my only place and source of victory is if I walk along the path of the Lord because I know the Lord's blessing is there and I know the Lord is there. So he says, teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence, yet I am confident. He says, yet I am confident. Amidst all this, I'm confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. I'm confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. Verse 14, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Let's, let's pray. Father, I pray that we would wait patiently upon you, God, and realize that our victory comes from you. Lord, you are our light. You are our salvation. You're the one in whom we trust. We find our confidence in you. We're not fearful about what goes on in this world and the wickedness, Lord, because we, we put our trust in our God. And our God has promised to take care of us. You'll never fail us. You've never let us down. Even amidst circumstances, we would never choose God. We have a rock and an anchor for our soul. That's hope in Jesus Christ. And we will remain pure. We will remain holy. And Lord, anybody that's struggling, I pray that the power of sin would be broken and that you'd purify their every motive, God. In Jesus' name, God, break the power of sin in people's lives today. It's in Jesus' name. And may we glorify you by living lives as we should as we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to do so. It's in Jesus' precious name that I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Morning Devotionals. And I'll see you next time.